Welcome to Christian Concepts, a weekly show in which I hold thoughtful discussions about Christianity, its concepts, and misconceptions. I'm your host, Taj. Today, we're going to take a look at everyone's favorite subject, parting ways with our hard-earned money. As I like to say, God is powerful enough to create everything out of nothing. So, does he really need our money to keep the church going in these modern times? The short answer is no. However, today we're going to discuss the relationship between money and God. When I was a teenager, I was not excited about giving any money to the church that we attended. The leaders lived way beyond our humble means. They had flashy suits, had many vehicles and houses, and just lived a very lavish lifestyle. One day in world history class, I learned about the excesses of medieval churches that led to the Reformation and the end of the Middle Ages, along with other things, but that's what really stuck out to me from the lesson. Of course, I only retained the facts that I could sit down and argue with my mother, and of course, I was eager to just rush home and share everything I had learned. Just to give you a little background about my folks, well, my stepfather was the head deacon of the church that we attended, and my mother was very influential in the church. I, on the other hand, by society standards, I was a pretty good kid. I mean, I didn't cause trouble. I was never arrested or anything crazy. However, I wanted nothing to do with organized religion, and I was just basically a rebel without a cause. If I had my way, I just wouldn't even go to church because I was just so turned off of the whole system and everything that was going on. Anywho, on this day, I could not wait to rush home to share all of this with my mother. You know, everything I learned in world history class. With a joker's grin painted across my face, I approached my mother and told her my version of world history. I then declared I am no longer giving my money to the church. I hate deducting my tithes and offering from the gifts that I receive for my birthdays and Christmas and all those other things. And of course, my after school jobs and everything. I just hated giving away my hard-earned money so that the bishops and the preachers and all these people could wear designer suits, have luxury cars, and have literal gold cups. They were drinking out of gold cups. I'm having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and what have you, which I still like peanut butter till this day, but still, the point that I was trying to make is that they were living this lavish lifestyle that I couldn't even touch, yet I was financing it. Declaring I wanted no more tyranny and I wanted freedom to ring, I declared I was done. I no longer wanted to be a poor subject under the boot of the religious leaders. Not to mention, God didn't need my money. Overwhelmed by everything that I was just throwing at her, I mean, I was just dumping all of this on my mother and God bless her, she just didn't even know where to start. I remember it like it was yesterday, she closed her eyes and said, Father, I don't even know where to start with this boy. Please help me to give my son an answer from the word. My mother admitted she didn't know exactly where in the Bible it was or what she was looking for, but she knew she had read it for herself and it was in the book somewhere. She sat down at the kitchen table and she opened her Bible. I mean, this page that she had turned to had no folds, no bookmarks, no highlights, no pencil, pen. I mean, nothing. It was perfectly kept. The edges were so sharp you could probably cut cheese with it. And honestly, it appeared like that page had never seen the light of day. As she desperately scanned the page, I felt so empowered. Then she sighed a breath of relief. She realized it was the exact page she needed. 
Now, we discussed a lot on that day, but if my memory serves well, it was Malachi 3. And verse 8 starts, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storeroom, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now wherein, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. This passage, God is speaking to the children of Israel and telling them that they need to pay their tithes and offering, bring it into the storeroom, and he will release blessings onto them. And God is putting the burden of proof on himself. He will prove himself good, true, faithful, and he will provide for their needs. They should not be worrying about the little bit that he requires, that he will provide their needs and you know if ultimately they're obedient to him and 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 follow what he says he will take care of them right so this passage right here is like one of those like commands if you will that it's basically saying that if you don't have the faith to give god some money then you have a lot more going on in your heart because at the end of the day god is the one who owns everything and he can control all those things so if you think that you're trying to break your budget or Uh, or you're going to break your budget by giving offering, you're not really seeing things into perspective. A part of me wanted to dispute that the leaders, you know, in ancient days put this, uh, this text into the Bible so that way the poor people would keep giving their money, right? But deep down, I didn't believe that argument. And within my heart, I kind of knew that something was up with this text, that God had to be in it. Because, again, the circumstances as to how she uh, led me to this passage and everything, it was it was just a short miracle of itself. So I just simply pointed out my disgust with the church and how they were wasting money on all sorts of things. Like I said, all the lavish lifestyles that they were living and all those things. And I, I was just really upset with the way they were handling the finances. And I'll never forget, my mother says, don't worry, God will deal with them. You just do your part, you follow his command, and they as the leaders and the shepherds of the flock will have to answer to God themselves. I went from feeling so uh, empowered and bold as if I had some kind of victory over my mother to just simply accepting what the word said, and I accepted, quote unquote, defeat, right? From that point on, I said, okay, well, you know what? She makes a strong point. If God is going to take care of me, um, it's really not up to me to worry about this uh, small amount that I'm giving to church or whatever if my needs are going to be met. Because ultimately, God is the one who is in control of everything. And I think that is really uh, the the big thing with uh, giving tithes and offering. And there's debates whether tithes or offering is the right way to go. But either way, the amount a person actually gives shows a lot about their heart, right? And, you know, um, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty and everything, tithes actually are not under the law. It actually predates the law because it is in Genesis. When Abraham pays his tithes to Melchizedek, that is way before Moses's law. And it really showed his heart. And funny enough, although I'm not one of those people that believes, okay, you give offerings so that way God will multiply it in your pocket. No, that's not what I'm preaching or teaching or believing or anything, because I, I really don't believe the Bible teaches that. And even in this passage right here, him saying that he will open up uh, heaven and pour out blessings is not the same thing as saying, pay your offerings, you'll be rich, right? 
But what I can definitely tell you is the times in my life when I had a summer job or whatever it is that I decided, okay, now I'm going to cut back on uh, how much I'm giving for offering and I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to give to the church because I need this for whatever investment that I'm making that's going to propel me forward for the, the new school year or whatever it is. For some reason, those years, my budget always came up short. And I remember one summer in particular, uh, I I was uh, I was doing sales and I was selling some cutlery, you know, uh, basically just going door to door through your network and the people that you know, and then it branches out from there. Uh, you might be familiar with this company, but I made the most money I've ever made during that summer as a student. And for whatever reason, I decided I was going to take all that money to invest it into a business. And I'm telling myself, well, you know what, since I'm pouring it back in, when I grow it, I'm going to, you know, give that to church and it'll be more money. However, what I realized, despite making the most money during that summer than I ever have, it seemed like I was the most broke I ever was. So I remember after that summer, I said, okay, the lesson that my mother taught me and this experience that I had, it just showed me, okay, always have the heart to give, right? And even though uh, at the time, uh, this was years before I was, you know, officially a Christian and I found my own church and everything. I was just giving sort of reluctantly. But I tell you, once I got older uh, in my 20s and I came to Jesus, came to know him as my Lord and Savior, I joined a church of my own and it was a very small church. And I actually saw how the finances work. Church was so small that I ended up serving as treasurer for a couple of years. Right. And I can tell you, we counted literally every single penny. A uh, simple thing like we we had the decision as to switching our internet provider to uh, save costs. We were uh, not paying our pastor because the, the budget just wasn't there and he was working for free. And it, it, his housing uh, situation became uh, so dire that he literally moved into the church. And I'm telling you, we were cutting budgets everywhere. And it, it was it was just an amazing thing to see that, OK, this man was so willing to serve God that he was, you know, just as Paul in the Bible, he is uh, doing carpentry. He's doing all these other things to, you know, feed his family and he's making all the sacrifices. And when I saw that, I mean, I gave above and beyond what the Bible would require me to give because I wanted to contribute to that. And now I'm not going to make any excuses for all those lavish uh, preachers flying on jets and buying Bentleys and Rolls Royces and all those different things. I, I, I know it, it's a turnoff. It is a huge turnoff. And that's one of the reasons why I never uh, anything to do with ministry, Christianity, anything. I never uh, do anything that's asking for money directly. Like I don't. Uh, for example, even in that church, right? The there was no official uh, offering period or uh, building fund drive or anything like that, uh, and it, it was something that I, I loved because it really the people that attended the church we knew the needs, right? And if we wanted certain things, we would dig deep into our pocket and we would fund it. And because of that, like I've sort of adopted that, and I, I really am. Uh, more drawn towards uh, ministries and churches that do things like that. Because ultimately, you know, the Great Commission is to get the word out. We are sharing the love of Jesus with the world. And if ultimately we can trust God for the security of our soul, I mean, we're trusting him with eternity, right? So we should be able to trust him with our budget. And, you know, going back to the whole thing, does God really need our money? No, you know, God can create 
uh, his own electricity, his own cable and internet and all these different things for the church to run. And the church doesn't even need all those things because at the end of the day, the church is the people. Wherever the people, the believers are, according to the Bible, well, that is the church, right? So building or no building, and it even got to the point where we actually gave up the building and we were meeting in houses and all sorts of stuff. But uh, that's neither here or there for that church, right? And um, it was just, when I'm telling you, it is a great church. We were financing and, and supporting missionaries all over the world. And it was it, it was just amazing. And it, it really broke my heart when I had to uh, move, relocate, because that church, I'm telling you, it was just awesome. And it really showed the heart of the people. The people that wanted to give, they gave, right? The pastor didn't have to beat them over the back and tell them, oh, you know, you're going to go to hell if you, you, you're not supporting this stuff or anything like that, right? And, you know, when it came to uh, feeding the poor and all those different things, we cooked the food. We took food out of our own pantry as to, you know, support families in need and what have you. And it was just it was just uh, an amazing experience. And really, that is what Christian love is about. You know, that is really what Jesus would do. That's really the least that we can do, because in my opinion, it is a lot easier to say uh, give a hundred dollars than it is to. Uh, dedicate a day into helping and 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 uh, doing some physical labor, depending on your financial situation, right? So, you know, really, like I said, when there is a need, if you have the heart and you see what's going on in a church, I don't think it is a burden. I really don't that, that God is uh, saying that an offering should be given. And it really changed my whole perspective. And I, I have come such a far away from, you know, the, the high school guy that was rushing to my mother to declare that I would never be paying ever again. And by no means am I just rolling in cash. But if I see the great need, I, I, I feel it within myself and my heart to just give. And I think really that is the, the blessing of being someone who gives your, you know, tithes and offering. You receive so much more than the little check or the whatever it is that you're giving, right? So what do you think about this? I mean, where do you stand on all this giving to the church and, you know, money? Because I know money is a very sensitive subject, but at the end of the day, you are playing such a greater part than the few dollars or whatever it is that you're actually parting ways with. So let me know what you think about this. And as usual, you can reach out to me. The socials are in the show notes. And I will see you in the next one. Later.